purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition. Please contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com. And as always, we thank you for listening to the show. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge from www.secrettoeverything.com, and I am so happy as usual to be with you today. And we have some super amazing guests, and I was reading their book, and I think this is such an important topic on so many levels. I am going to not bother you guys with my usual ranting and rambling and raving, and we're actually going to dig right into this interview, which if you guys have been listening to the show, you know is quite unusual, so you know this is a different type of a show. A couple years ago, I had the pleasure of interviewing Marty and Michael Perry, and that's P-A-R-R. Why, for those of you that want to look them up, their website is www.spiritart.com. And they are just the most amazing. There's so many people in the field of the paranormal and the supernatural these days. But this is a husband and wife team that just does the most amazing things and accesses information in such a unique way. So let me tell you about them before I bring them on. So the reason they are so a little bit different is because they combine Michael's medium skills, and he's a high-level, what I call a high-level medium, with Marty's brilliant and artistic skills. And 
they do this when you read their book and you talk to people that have worked with them. Often they do it both separately and together, meaning they're not really necessarily, you know, I know sometimes they even wear headphones when one is talking to one of their clients. So they're really bringing in really pure and high level information individually of each other, which makes it very interesting because a lot of people don't have that level of integrity if they work together, whether you're a husband and wife or a partner or a fellow person in your practice. So I'm going to bring them on and let them tell you about them because they can probably do it a lot better than I can. So welcome to The Secret to Everything, Marty and Michael. Hi, Dr. Kim. How are you doing? Hello, Dr. Kim. Um, wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. I know you guys are super busy, but we've got such important and amazing topics, and I'm going to save the best one for a longer segment. But if you could just kind of tell the story of how did you guys begin working together, both of you using kind of your separate and overlapping psychic abilities? Uh, yeah, well, hello, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having us on your show. Um, yeah, we started together about 20 years ago in public and um, I was doing mediumship already and Marty, uh, I knew she had a gift and ability but I wasn't sure what it was. I just knew it had to do with her art. So uh, one day I just, I was uh, going, I was still working at the time and uh, I said to her, why don't you sit down today and just see if you can draw someone will make their presence felt to you and see what you come up with. So, so she did. Uh, it took her a little while to to get to do it the first time. Um, and then when we got home, uh, she had this picture of this man and, uh, she didn't know who it was. I didn't know who it was. And a young lady that was coming to our little meditation circle came over and recognized him as her boss that had died a year at, of the day was murdered wow. he was murdered yeah he'd been murdered wow. and uh absolutely it was him she showed us a picture of him and and it was him and, and we thought wow that's cool and he was actually a multi-millionaire and devoted uh, gave away about 80 million dollars before he died he lived around the corner from us huh. so that was our marty's first experience and then it took a little while to get me to get her to sit in with me in sessions to because, get the confidence you know to get the confidence right but once once she did she was off and running you know and she would just produce these amazing pictures so that now, that's now how i we, have no doubt whatsoever even if people don't recognize the person right away it's like oh, i know it is somebody and i know it belongs to you and i've had people like 10 years later figure out who it is and sometimes oh, yeah. uh, and so what what do i do uh, yeah, like the uh, the best one I could tell you is that one time a lady uh, sat with us. Her father was talking to me. She didn't seem to know anything about him, nothing at all. I knew his name. I knew how he died, but she didn't know anything. We found out that she thought her mother was her sister until she was in her 50s. Oh my so he was an unspoken of person. Um, Marty produced a portrait and I looked at it, and it was the man I'd just been talking to. So I said, well, look, this is your father. His name's Jim. And she took it away. And out of the blue, a week later, I, her, her, great, great aunt, her, yeah. Yeah, her great aunt sent her an envelope in the mail with one, with one photograph and a few papers. And the picture matched Marty's portrait. And on the name, back of it was the name James written on the back of the photograph. Whoa. 
that well, is that, absolutely that, yeah that shows, well that shows a lot of things that shows that it's not mind reading right because she doesn't know anything um you know how could you do that unless somebody's talking to you unless someone's communicating and i recognized him too and that was independent because marty had her headphones on she's not she doesn't know what i'm saying so that's the level that we like you said we work at yeah absolutely you guys are some of the most i mean well known for being super accurate and like you said even if it doesn't seem accurate at the time it always proves to be absolutely amazing information so we're gonna this is our short segment we're gonna go away for a few minutes for a commercial break and when we come back we are going to talk about a really fascinating topic to me as a naturopathic doctor which is the topic of autism and this amazing book that they've worked on and the website for that is www.theothersideofautism.com right here on The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and Michael and Marty Perry. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. And I am here with Marty and Michael Perry. Their website is www.spiritart.com. And I have to tell you guys, I just downloaded, and I wish I downloaded it sooner, but I just downloaded this amazing book called The Other Side of Autism, Blown Away. So well written, and I'm, I'm not even halfway through it. I am just, of course, it's a subject near and dear to my heart. I've worked with many of the autism um, disorders, autism spectrum disorders, so very, very fascinating information. But I kind of want to back up and ask you to tell your story of how you became involved in this project, because Kind of the whole story leading up to the book is just as interesting as the meat of the book as I got into it. So if you could kind of share how you became involved in this absolutely riveting and such a timely, important topic. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, got a frog in my throat there. Um, yeah, we, met, we knew the lady that wrote the book. Uh, we'd met her uh, a few years back. Laura Hirsch. Uh, Laura Hirsch. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Laura came to see us after, I think it's a couple of years have gone by, um, she came to see us, and in the back of her mind, she was hoping that Albert Einstein would say something to her in her, in her session. And I started talking about him, and she kind of couldn't believe it. And I knew Albert because I'd met him before. Mm-hmm. A young man years ago had come to see me, and also I, I did get a hello from him many years ago in England. So I knew I had a connection with him. And so when she told me that she'd written another book, but it didn't pan out, and that she had made some connection to Albert, so, uh, she told us, she was thrilled that uh, 
Albert said hello to her, basically. And um, <clears throat> I, I found out that she had an autis autistic son. And so I, I said to her, well, let's do some sessions and see if they can give you some answers to this. Maybe we can find out what's going on, you know. When we started off, we really didn't know much of anything about autism, mm. and we'd never really thought about it. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd, never, I'd never thought about it, and I'd never thought about vaccines or any of that stuff. And, um, you know, if you'd asked me what autism was, I would have said Rain Man, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's my, that was my idea of autism. So when we got into it, it was a little unnerving to hear some of the things the spirit people were telling me, but I, I trust them implicitly. So, uh, it, you know, I mean, it was quite amazing to hear the stuff that they were saying. And uh, I thought, well, and, and afterward, uh, when Laura uh, did her research and then I dug into it with Marty, we began to see that they were right on the money. You know, they, were, they, were, they knew what they were talking about, and it was kind of shocking, really. Because we uh, <clears throat> insist on having evidence, even if we're doing it just for ourselves, we have uh, to have something. You know, give me. Yeah, proof. like like um, proof, one know? of my one of the little bits I like in there is when um, Albert, you see, would bring his friends, all the people that he knew, and different people would show up at different sessions. I think we did twenty three sessions. With wow! Them. And um, over over months, you know, months and months. And uh, I didn't know who Albert knew. I, I, I had no idea who his friends were, and he would mention them. And one time, um, uh, uh, George, George, Bernard George, Shaw. George Bernard Shaw showed up. So I asked, you know, who are you? And he, he told me he was Bernard Shaw. And uh, as I spoke to him, I only ever said Bernard Shaw. So it was Bernard Shaw this, Bernard Shaw that. And, and I said to Laurie, you know, I, I don't know if he knows Albert, but Albert's, he's come with Albert, so I guess they know each other, you know. And, um, you know, I didn't know anything about Bernard Shaw. I knew he was a writer, that's it. I've never and, read any of his works. So I had no idea that he had any stand whatsoever yeah. on vaccines. Yeah, so I thought, wow. well, why is he here when we're talking about yeah. vaccines? What, what's he going to say to us, you know? Anyway, um, as the session ensued, Marty kind of looked at me and said, well, he's George Bernard Shaw, but because I kept saying Bernard Shaw, you see. <laughs> and, I, and I said, yeah, I, I know that, but it, George would not come out of my mouth. <laughs> so at the end of the session, um, and now one, I will add one thing. Earlier on, uh, you'll read that uh, uh, Albert Einstein talked about his Nobel Prize. That's earlier on in the book before I met Bernard mm -hmm. Shaw. And uh, so after the session, Laura is such a great, uh, like, researcher. Oh, my God. She gets online and she just finds out stuff. I, I could never find this stuff. Um, I'm pretty good, but she's like, Yeah, she's amazing. Even better. So she goes online afterwards and she finds out a few things. One, that uh, Bernard Shaw only called himself Bernard Shaw. He never used the name George because he yeah. hated his father, who was called George. So he only ever referred to himself as Bernard Shaw, never George Bernard Shaw. That was cool. Then uh, she found 
a real piece of footage of Bernard Shaw introducing Albert Einstein for his Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. So I thought, wow, that's pretty cool too. So they did know each other, and apparently pretty well. And then um, he had an absolute opinion on vaccines, uh, Mm. which I never knew at all. He called it witchcraft. (gasps) Wow. Because he'd been involved in... uh, some councils, you know, city councils, and and seen all the shenanigans going on with vaccines. He knew what was going on. (laughs) And uh, that was amazing, too. I thought, wow, he he does have an opinion on it. You know, he absolutely knows what he's talking about. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. So So that that it made sense to you why he came forward in this discussion about autism and vaccines. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And this was in, like, the 19... Like 1910, 1912, somewhere around there. They were dealing with all this stuff back then, you know, and even even earlier. But he got involved in it in a big way, and I didn't know any of this. That's absolutely amazing. And I love that you guys bring out uh, the connection or the spirits bring out the connection. And Laura, you know, all of you together really as a team, um, including the other side, brings out these huge, I mean, really, you guys, you got to get this book because in the first 20 pages, like I know about this stuff. Like I know about underground bases. I talk to conspiracy theorists. You know, I know, I talk to people that are what I call in. I talk to people that I call have gotten out uh, that are living at least right now. And, and so I'm used to this stuff and there's really some, and I haven't even gotten all the way through the book, but there is some mind blowing I would say pretty hardcore truths in these books that really to the common person that doesn't even know what you guys know or, you know, work in the paranormal could really shatter the nature of how they view not just autism, not just vaccines, but really the nature of their reality. Would you agree? Yes, yes. You see, the, the title of the book is a little misleading. Well, not misleading, but it, it's no, not, it's, it doesn't I'm, contain what the book is all about because I, I told Laura when we started I said, I know you want to hear everything about, uh, you know, possible cures for your son and what's causing it and all that. I said, but I'm sure they're not going to just talk about that. They're probably going to talk about other things, too. Who knows what they're going to talk about, I said to her. They may cover a whole range of things. I know, you know, uh, so let's see what happens. And they did. I mean, they mentioned Fukushima to us uh, three months before it happened. Absolutely, we knew it was going to happen. We knew. Wow. I knew it was going to happen in the Pacific. I spent hours and hours on, on Google Earth trying to figure out which island the tsunami was going to hit. Wow. And I knew, I'm also worried, like I was worried at the time, about the the uh, same reactor that Fukushima, uh, the, the one built at Fukushima, has a sister plant in mm. Oklahoma, uh, not Oklahoma, um, Arkansas, next to Oklahoma. Oh. And and Marty drew the cooling towers that are at that one. And I and so with I, with a big crack in it. And I, <gasps> I, yeah, so that's been on my mind ever since the Fukushima incident. And the, and you know, Oklahoma is now the biggest earthquake epicenter in the world now. Um, you know, more earthquakes in California are off the charts. I mean, thousands, tens of thousands of earthquakes they're having. Um, and, and some so, not so little either. And some not so little. So, you know, it's kind of a little worrying there that that plant is right next door to it. You know, it's right, it's right there. And it's an old plant and it's a, 
it's as bad as the ones in Fukushima, terrible design. And so that Marty, was, at what that point did that drawing come in for Marty? Was it during this book, that, that drawing of the yes. Arkansas Tower? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what happened was, uh, who was it now? I can't remember. Oh, I know who it was. I think it was the, it was a Russian guy appeared to me. He gave me his name. And Laura found out that it was the guy in charge of Chernobyl. Goodness. Who had died. And he, <laughs> and he was the one telling us about Fukushima. And I saw this, you know, the chemistry bottles that you have that you mm-hmm. kind of try and get a beaker. And I saw it full of kind of acidic water shaking in front of me in mm. my psychic vision. So I, I saw this and I said, well, what's this? And they said, oh, it's... Um, nuclear plant is going to be destroyed by an earthquake. And, and Marty got that it would happen in March, and this, I think, was in January. So it was three months ahead, we knew. And I just didn't know exactly. Where. I knew it was in the Pacific, and I, I, I couldn't figure out exactly where. I just knew it was going to happen in the Pacific. And, um, you know, you, can't, you get this information, and you almost can't believe it. Because, you know, my, my, my mentor was told about um, mm-hmm. Chernobyl the, night, uh, the day before it happened. So oh, as pupils of his, we already knew Chernobyl was going to happen. And he was working with um, the ETs to offset it. And actually, there's in Prague, uh, it was reported in the um, magazine Prague, I think, that uh, there was a UFO seen hovering over the reactor of the Chernobyl, mm. and it cooled the reactor 75%. This green light came down over the reactor and cooled it down enough for them to be able to get a handle on it. And that was witnessed by hundreds and hundreds of people. So, so that's, you know, I've been involved in this stuff for a long, long time, and it, it's kind of cool to be doing something a lot lower down on the scale than my teacher but uh, kind of along those lines you know so I don't know you guys autism is a pretty big thing and I think it's the things that you discovered and I've discovered you know and other people as well as I've discovered through their various means that it's connected to the whole topic of chemtrails and all of that and we're going to go to break in a minute but before that I'm going to ask a question I know that the audience would want me to ask which is Michael, do you control who comes to you? Is that them coming to you or is that you asking them to come to you? Uh, walk me through kind of how that happens. Well, well, I Im- just implicitly trust that whoever's going to like appear to us and talk to us mm-hmm. uh, is arranged by them. Sometimes I, 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 I don't, control. I don't try and control it in any way. I, they know my intent. They know my motives sure. for doing this sure. are, are as pure as I, they can be. So I just, I just uh, go along with their, you know, their yeah, agenda, yeah. as it were. Totally understood. We are speaking to the amazing and very huge contribution on the planet at this time, Marty and Michael Perry. Their website is www.spiritart.com. This is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and we'll be right back on The Secret to Everything. (music) 
Welcome back to The Secret to Everything. This is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and I am here with Marty and Michael Perry. Um, They are known as mediums. Um, Marty's known as a spirit artist, and they are very popular, known all across the world. We are currently talking about, I believe, you know, an important contribution of their work, which is a book entitled The Other Side of Autism. And we, there's so much in it, we couldn't even begin to dig into it in this hour. But I wanted to kind of ask both of you, what were your biggest takeaways about the specific subject of you know, toxicity and autism that you kind of came away with from this book that kind of stuck in your energy fields and in your minds? Wow. Um, Well, a lot of things, actually. Uh, I suppose, uh, you know, realizing just how much um, I didn't know about Mm -hmm. it and coming to an understanding of that, uh, knowing just how much damage is being done and is, and is being by, uh, you know, these vaccines. And I, I, you know, it's a huge argument. It's a big deal to, mm-hmm. this is a big deal because, you know, we, we are now living as a medium and, you know, <clears throat> it, it, you can see the controversy over this, the, the and pro-vaxxers so and the anti-vaxxers. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. There's so much money involved in this. I mean, when you look into, you know, Bill Gates is investing $650 million into vaccines. Mm. You know, it's all money. It, it's money, 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 money. And, you know, I didn't know Laura's son. I'd never met him. I didn't even know how old he was when we mm. did the book. So it was a real eye-opener to find out what an autistic kid goes through, you know. Yeah. We and, did all and, the sessions uh, over, over the phone. Though. Yeah, we did okay. them all over the phone. Okay, so we, so we never met him. And uh, it was kind of shocking to find out. And, of course, then I became more aware of autistic kids. So if I was out in public, I'd see one and I'd, I'd realize what they were dealing with, you know. And then, of course, you've got the, the brain barrier uh, thing is now a myth, you know, because they've just discovered that the um, lymph system goes directly into the brain. You know, they, they didn't realize that there was a conduit up into the brain. Mm. Um, and all these kind of things. And you, you start, you know, the brain-gut relationship. Mm. I had no idea just how powerful that was, you know. I, I mean, I was quite ignorant about all this stuff, really. I'd been in the holistic field for a long time, but, I, you know, more to do with... Um, uh, oh, my, no, my uh, homeopathy, oh, okay. uh, that kind of thing, you know, I'd... I've taken homeopathic stuff for for decades. Um, uh, so yeah, um, just seeing how how big this whole enterprise of vaccines is and what they're actually about, you know. And their mind control over, you know, Oof. the whole pop is really astounding. It's just it's just shocking to see. Uh, just how manipulated we all are, really. Because, you know, I mean, I've thankfully had very few uh, vaccination shots. Uh, the only ones I don't know about are the ones where I was in the army briefly. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're the ones that bother me because I don't know, I can't remember what they were. But I'm pretty healthy and uh, so I don't worry about it too much. But uh, I just, I just, you know, it is a big subject. It's... Uh, 
It's such a crime to humanity. Yeah, yeah, it's such a con. I, I, personally, I look at it as one of the biggest co- medical cons in history. That's what I mm. look at it as. That's a really rich way of saying that. I appreciate that. It's funny because, um, you know, like I said, I'm a naturopath and I've been using technology and I know you guys are probably familiar with some of these things. I know Laura is. I read that in the uh, preface of the book, but uh, but we do thousands of scans on people all over the world each year. And do you guys know, I'm sure this won't shock you to know that in every single person, one of the first things as we get into the deeper layers of the imbalances in the body that the body asks is to do is what I call dump the vaccines. They want the energetic signature out of the body. They want the toxins. They want the mercury. They want all the chemicals out. They come up, you know, the body comes up screaming to get this stuff out of the body. And I think that's just so goes along with everything you guys, uh, the spirits, you, Laura, you know, all of you talk about in this book. It just, you know, you guys talk about, you know, investigations and evidence. And I see that evidence over and over and over also in the people that I work with, which is just so interesting. It's really, really big. And I love that you said the whole thing about mind control, because, you know, I consider myself as born awake. I was born with psychic abilities as well. And I used to be kind of cocky about it. But, you know, in my 40s, I am still discovering ways that I am deeply programmed, you know, and I'm an alternative health, you know, physician, but I am deeply programmed by this world. It's kind of mind-blowing, you know, to it realize yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, we're, we're along the same yeah, lines there, you know. you have to combat it every day. No matter how much you think you know, there's, uh, you know, it, the deprogramming of the mind is just, you know, just such a big deal. I mean, you know, you're just constantly finding out, wow, all along I believed that, and look yeah. what I just found out, wow, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, and it's, it really uh, messes with your trust issues. I mean, who do you trust anymore? You don't trust the government. You don't trust the, your doctor. You, you know, who do you trust anymore? That's brilliant too, Marty, because I said to my girls a couple weeks ago, and I don't mean this any disrespect to my parents. They'll never listen to the show, so they won't hear this anyway. But <laughs> you know you know how it is with family. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I said to my girls, I said, why did Nana and Papa, which is what we call my parents, why did they lie to me about everything? And, and honestly, you guys, I know that they don't know and that they're programmed too. I mean, I know that. But there is a betrayal because in every sector we can think of, and I know you guys will agree with this, in religion, I feel we've been lied to. In medicine, as we've been talking about, we've been lied to. In the history of the world, I mean, I think you guys and me probably with our abilities can tap in and access more of the true history and nature of what really, you know, is happening, has happened and will happen. But not everybody has you know, the benefit that we have. And so who do you trust? You know, do we trust the history books? Do we trust the media? We know better than that. Do we yeah, trust definitely. the newspaper? I mean, That's we're right. kind of sunk. What is your, if I come to you and say, who do we trust? What would you guys say to that? Well, I would say you, the only people you can trust are the, uh, are the, the people on the other side, <laughs> on the higher realms. They're the only ones you can trust. Okay. And if you should meet a, um, an adept or a master on earth, which are few and far between. Amen. Only a handful. Uh, Amen. If you were to meet one of those, you could absolutely trust them um, and perhaps disciples or students of theirs who are somewhat enlightened. 
that's about it. Because really and truly, the only people that know anything, really know, are uh, what you call knowers, people who have mm. attained a certain level of self-awareness. And those people uh, can access, uh, shall we say, the truth or reality. And the rest of the people are just, um, you know, really they say, you know, you meet people all the time and they say, oh, I know this and I know that. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. They're just... They're just regurgitating what they read or what they were told. They don't know. You, you, you know, it's like it's like every, nobody. It's like everybody that has never been to see the ocean. They believe the ocean's there. They see it on TV. They, they've never been there. They've never seen it. They never dipped their toe in it. So they say they know, but they don't. They mm. believe it's there. Mm. True. That's the truth. They believe it's there. They don't know it's there. And it's the same with it's the same with uh, with knowledge. <laughs> Only the people that, you know, can access the deepest levels uh, of reality can can know what reality is. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. You know, I mean, look at all these scientists out at CERN. I mean, they're just chasing. Oh, golly. <laughs> you know, what are they up to? I mean, you know, I have a, I have a little joke. I, I, I say that God has fun with these people. He gives them millions and millions of dollars to go find him. <laughs> and, and yet the little guy sitting in a cave to find him, you know, with nothing. It, I think, uh, I just think it's a bit of a, a joke, really. You know, that was a really profound. If you guys are listening to this uh, on a recorded version and not live, I mean, I'd really, I'd really start this over from the beginning. There's a lot of what I would call high truth in this conversation. You know, really experiential knowing, you know, is really different. Like you said, from from thinking, you know, that you know. And I always say. Um, and I say this about me too, you know, we only know what we know. I, you know, five years ago, I thought I knew a lot and I've, I've learned so much in the last five years about the nature of reality. Most of it, unfortunately, similar to some of your guys' experience, not so pleasant, but yet, you know, it it is the people disseminating truth when there is a certain resonance to truth. And I think as soon as I hit your book, I was just blown away. It's so well-written. Um, your guys' contribution is so brilliant, and I really have to thank both of you just for the level of integrity and, and the work that you're doing on the planet. And do you guys still do a lot of one-on-one personal consultations, or are you working on other projects like this book and on other things right now? We are uh, a little working of a little of both. <laughs> we are working mediums. We do groups. Um, we do them we every do- weekend or every other weekend, and we... We do like private groups at people's homes, and we do a lot of phone sessions. We do a lot of sessions at our home. We do Skype sessions. So we we work constantly and have been for twenty years now. This is all we do. This is, we don't do anything else. I I think about it sometimes because you know, <laughs> there are times when this kind of stuff gets you down. You know, you you sit there and you know Absolutely. you know things are going to happen. And, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to sit back and watch it happen. It's kind of unbearable, really. It's also a very energy uh, intensive, and it mm. does. Uh... It's very draining to do mediumship. I know that when my my mentor used to do it, um, he would uh, 
leave his body completely. So he was, oh, wow. a deep, he was a deep trance medium and he knew who was going to speak to him. And at a certain time, he would just sit down in about 30 seconds, he'd leave his body and the next, this uh, person would come in, sit in him, different voice, different, even different physical attributes would take him over. And for about an hour, uh, he'd talk about a subject or talk about what the teacher who had left his body was doing and where he was and what he was doing with others and masters and what they were up to and things like that. And uh, when he'd come back, sometimes he was so exhausted that he would just collapse and they'd have to uh, use oxygen to revive him. They would have oxygen tanks. And this man was, like, far ahead of me. Uh, oh, you've let so, other people uh, take control of your body before, and it scares the heck out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's like, let's not do this again for a while. <laughs> yeah. Especially when uh, Wyatt Earp came in and took him over. It's like, <laughs> what well, did you do, did you do fun, with my Marty? <laughs> Oh, you guys crack me up. It's funny. I, I also said to my girls a couple of weeks ago, because I'm a remote viewer and I can view timelines, and, and I just saw some really heavy things. And I actually told my oldest daughter, I said, you know what? I just want to go in my closet and lay on the floor all day. Like, it was that heavy. And you guys know what I mean. Like, you've shared super heavy things that you guys both learned and found out before they happened. And it's just so heavy, but we are not alone. And we, when we come back from this break, I want to kind of talk to you guys about the spirit world a little more about your mediumship, how you work together and your view of God and, and how I know you guys are so aware we're not alone. And maybe we can kind of leave the show on a high note and give everyone some happy hope. So we'll be back with Michael Marty Carey on Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. are listening to The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and we have been having a really deep and wonderful discussion with Marty and Michael Perry. Their website is www.spiritart.com. We've also been talking about the other side of autism. You can add a .com on the end of that and read more about that, but I suggest you just go right right to Amazon or somewhere you can download that electronically and start reading that because whether you're interested in autism or not, there is a wealth of information about many topics, including the spirit world. And before the break, I was talking about how you guys are very aware because of the work that you do. We are not alone. Humanity is not left wandering around, stumbling around in the dark, helpless. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um my understanding of it is that there are uh, six levels uh, in the spirit world surrounding this earth and 
of course there are lower ones which I hardly ever talk about with people mm-hmm. because you know we don't want to scare people right. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean yes so there are there are lower realms period um, now the higher realms uh, you know that's where the masters reside on level five and uh, adepts level four irregular folk or the level just above this and and you know, going up to two and three, you have scientists and the great thinkers and and then, you know, adepts and then masters on level five. And level six is sparsely opera, um, uh, occupied. It's a very high level, and even the masters can only stay in the rarefied atmosphere of that level for short periods of time. Now, the other planets, all of them, are occupied, and they all have... And they all in our solar system, and they all have high levels around them, much higher than the realms around this Earth. And they're what you call ascended masters. They're masters that have gone through the initiation of ascension and left Earth. Um, You can only leave Earth by going through that initiation in which you transmute your body into a light body. And that has to be done by you. So that's a very, very, the most advanced initiation on Earth. And then you leave Earth and you, you can go to another planet, or you can choose to stay and be what they call an, uh, a bodhisattva or an avatar. You, you, you give up your bliss on another world to help mankind. And that, that's what they call in Buddhist uh, a bodhisattva. So avatars come here periodically. Uh, Buddha was an avatar. He came from another world. So did Jesus. Um, Krishna. Uh, these, and there are others that, you know, we look at them and, you know, not so well known, uh, but also come from other worlds. I mean, you look at Tesla and you think, well, there's no way that guy, you know, he's not an earth person. He couldn't be, you know, I mean, he, he he was doing stuff that my teacher said, um, that they have on Mars. Mm. So, you know, this guy, (laughs) so there are uh, a few people that are incarnate that are not from here. So the masters, uh, you know, um, on earth, uh, my understanding is the uh, the highest um, place on earth is what they call Shambhala. And that's the place that they talk about in the north of Tibet, you know, Shangri-La. But it resides above the Gobi Desert. It's, a, it's an etheric city, and it resides on the highest realm around Earth above the Gobi Desert. It's like a floating city, and that is where all the masters reside. And, um, of course, you're not going to see any of this yeah, on the physical. Yeah, you're not right. going to see it on the physical. But very interestingly, in the Gobi Desert, they uh, maybe 20 years ago now, uh, maybe a little longer, they discovered all those uh, Caucasian mummies. Mm. Uh, yeah, best preserved mm-hmm. mummy, Celtic. They're all Celtic. Wow. Thousand, yeah, 1,000, 2,000 years before any Chinese dynasty existed there. Interesting. And they are sun worshippers. They have huh. sun spiral discs tattooed on their faces and everything. You should look it up. It's um, very fun. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they um, you know, they... Uh, they're, the, they're the best preserved mummies on the planet, if you look at them. <clears throat> so, 
uh, Xinjiang, Xinjiang, or somewhere like that. It's called The Mummies of Xinjiang. Um, so anyway, so there are outposts of the Great White Brotherhood. There's one in Shasta, Mount Shasta. There's one in, um, there, there, there's several of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know where they all are. Mm. Um, uh, so the masters are looking after mankind. You know, they are, they are the spiritual hierarchy. The, they call it the Great White Brotherhood, but it's not just white people. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. For those things you know, I'm like, <laughs> right. um, there's, a, there's actually a lot of Native American Indians in the Great White Brotherhood because they're very, very spiritual people. They're very, you know, they're very, they led, they led uh, primitive sort of lives when they were here, but they are very spiritual. Mm. Um, so they are the overseers of mankind. They assist us whenever they can. They, they're constantly working all the time to do what they can to help mankind evolve and to offset the opposing team which resides on the lower realms and and of course most people sadly um, allow their minds to be uh, used and influenced by the ones on the lower realms instead Mm -hmm. of focusing on the higher realms which if people do that and just realize that you know these uh, miracles can happen uh, and through prayer and meditation you can connect with the highest people on this planet and uh, do tremendous good in the world. I love that. And, and I love that, I think you mentioned before, um, you know, sometimes just that silence, like you said, that meditation, whether or not you're praying or saying intentions or whatever you do in your own personal spiritual practice, just that silence, you'll be surprised. You know, I believe we all, you know, have some kind of intuitive abilities and gifts, but we definitely all have the ability to connect spiritually when we put ourselves in that position. You know, no, we may not have Marty's, you know, beautiful artistic talent. No, we may not be, you know, a channel medium like you are, but we all have, would you say we all have some ability to connect to the higher frequency levels, like you said, absolutely, and to light yeah. up all of that. Yeah, yeah I, always, I always like to comp- compare it to uh, everybody can learn to play the piano, but not everybody's going to be a Mozart. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's, a, it's an ability. I, <clears throat> I don't like to, to Marty's, call it a gift. Marty's talking about what we do. Yeah, what we right. do. Medium. Right. Mediumship. It's, right. a, it's, it's an ability. It's not yeah. some mystical gift or anything. And it can be improved with practice. And uh, well, I, I would say that, you know, early on when I got into spiritual work, it wasn't to become a medium. Mm-hmm. You know, that was not, it's, not, it's like, uh, you know, you can, ad- if you do your spiritual work, your on, you know, your um, uh, finding your bliss and sending out love and light wherever you are. Mm-hmm you will naturally develop uh, your powers, what they call the powers or your abilities. They will come naturally. You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything specifically to nurture them because they, you know, it, it's a given. They, they, they will develop because as you heal others and as you uh, okay, channel energy. What we started energy, off doing is uh, we wanted to uh, become healers. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I, I've I've done hands-on healing since I was uh, twenty. Awesome. And uh, my teacher wrote a book called "You Too Can Heal." He got so fed up with all the nonsense out there yes, that he wrote a book. It's called "You, you Too Can Heal." <laughs> okay. So and it's, it's so simple, and he taught a technique working on the chakras to uh, a very simple technique, and it's so powerful. I tell you, I. I've done it on people and they've left the hospital and the doctor can't believe it you know he said i can't believe it. it's a miracle <laughs> you know and beautiful uh, yeah so it works it absolutely works i've used it for 40 years um so um that's an ability that's something that you know everyone's got chakras everyone has a, has point. an energy it's <laughs> good point yeah it, it's not like joe doesn't have one you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right right so everybody can do healing and if you do healing as you heal others you too will be healed it's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen i love that so, so you will and as you and as you get healed then you will become more and more attuned and more and more sensitive and the psychic abilities will kick in and you'll, of course, you have to learn how to control them and you have to learn, yes. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But but there is no going backwards, you know. So once people start doing it, they just have, that's it. You just, you're on the path, as they say. You have to just now move forward. And sometimes it's a bit slow and sometimes you you feel like you're stuck. But just keep going forward. Don't give up because you it, it, it gets to the point where you feel like you're on a tightrope. And, you know, once you're at a certain, you know, uh, level, uh, you do feel uh, sometimes a little removed. You do feel alone sometimes. But even though they're tests, they're trials and tests, you you can't look back. You've got to move forward and be brave. And, And my teacher said bravery is the most important first step. You have to be brave. You Absolutely. Can't, can't be a coward in this Agree world. with you. you. That is so beautiful. You guys, we are running way into the end of this show. I'm going to drop your website really quick. If you'd like to talk to Marty and Michael Perry, maybe if you're lucky enough, you can. they'll squeeze you in. Spiritarts.com, the other side of autism.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. You guys can Google them. There's tons of information about them online. Thank you so much for being on The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Mm-hmm. 